This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Morning. Good morning. Uh, another day, another morning, another episode. I know, but it's Friday. I know. I mean, I'm just, like this week seems like it's been very, very long for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all I know, it could actually be Tuesday. Last week for me was so long. I swear there was like a whole other day in there. Yeah, it's just just sneaking on in there. But I'm pretty pretty pleased i have nothing on oh i have to volunteer i get to i get to volunteer oh. tomorrow oh casual name drop oh i have to volunteer i just i'm to volunteering listen. tomorrow for women's day of service mm-hmm. and how come there's so many women days of things ladies can do things now is that what it is yeah i don't know i was like it's men don't do women's day next week and so this is a, a project for our for ladies for thing okay 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 do you have any good pro women coffee cups that you're drinking from over there today no i nothing jumbo jumbo coffee cup is what i and it, i just have? have i have the from a different volunteer time i have this mug from yeah, at least it's a volunteer mug mm-hmm. it's and then uh, it's my brother-in-law's birthday uh so we are i, I might go and see them on saturday mm-hmm. night Okay. Um, let's give an update. How's the sink? Have you washed your hair with the new faucet? Tell me. All I've the washed same. my hair with the new faucet. I do have to stand on my tippy toes a little bit. Do we have to get you a squatty potty to? It is I... not that high. It is thirty six inches tall. <laughs> like I'm sorry, you're what five foot two? But the other one was thirty, wasn't it? Well, sh- well, sure. But where do you bend at? You kind of have to hunch all over to get your head under there. I'm just, I'm just saying you're, you're five, what, five, two and five, two. And the thing is 36 inches tall. Just want to. It's, it's fine. It works fine. Okay. It actually does not work to pull out the little wandy. Like it, you can just get your head right under there. Oh, okay. All right. But I am. So I'm excited about that. Okay, good. I just been going, been going well, been going well. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm mad about some things. You want to hear what I'm mad about? Always. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So the other day I had. First off, uh, Go Clean Co. We talked about them in a, in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. They have the world's most, they recommend the world's most wonderful mop bucket combo. The one with like the section where you put the, the mop in and you like use the foot pedal and it spins that some bitch dry. So really, really fun. Like again, thank you. Go Clean Co. They just did a, like a sellout. They try to do like their handbook. They printed it out and they like, printed 23,000 copies of their book and it sold out in 23 minutes. They were like, oh my God. Anyways, not part of the story. Okay. So I was excited to mop the floors the other day with all the things. I said those words. Yes, I know. Work was boring. Um, (laughs) And so I, instead of sweeping, because I read in the book, you're not supposed to sweep. You're supposed to vacuum and then mop because if you sweep, you're just like pushing all the dirt around and then you're making mud. So don't sweep. Just vacuum all that shit up. So I did all of the base parts. I vacuumed, 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 which took forever. Then I get my Tide and my bleach and my bucket and my mop and I mop, mop, mop. And it's house smells delicious and everything's great. And then I realized why hardwood floors suck. Because as soon as you're done, 
there's a fucking speck of dirt somewhere or there's like a little crunchy thing that you step on and you're like, where the hell did that come from? Where, where I just did all this work. Where were you hiding? And then I look and I was like, there are particles on the floor. And I, this is like, this is why everything should be carpet. Everything should be carpet because at least when you vacuum, you don't like walk around. Cause I like to walk around barefoot in my house mm-hmm. and walk around barefoot. And all of a sudden like have, a chunk of rice stuck to the bottom of your foot after you had just polished your floors. Where does it come from? I blame it on the dogs. That's that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Cause they like never stay clean no matter how much you clean them. And then of course everybody wants hardwood, no carpet anywhere, which, okay, mm-hmm. but they're never clean. There's always something that touches the bottom of your foot and I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I was so mad. That I spent all this time and I like vacuumed and cleaned and vacuumed and cleaned and I dusted and all this shit. And then like three hours later, here's something just hanging out on the kitchen floor. I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? Well, that that story had some twists and turns. I know. It's it's a lot. Um, do you have any other stories? Because I have one other thing that I need. It's a, it's a group project. I have a, a proposed group project. For the pointers or for, for- you and me? For you and me and the pointers. It's a okay. like all on board group project, unless you have something else to talk about. Well, I talked to my financial advisor yesterday. Oh, two this days is going ago. well. Okay. I, who is a friend of mine. I just don't call up my financial advisor. Although we're, my we're account. We're so fucking bored. We're talking about sweeping floors and financial advisors. We need a well, life. I mean, it's a pandemic. Yep. Uh, but my accounts did super, super well. And the. Uh, last year for interest and whatever. I still can't retire until I'm 107, but it's still, <laughs> I feel like things are going, things are going well. Progress. Uh, but we had this conversation several years ago about buying wine futures, which is essentially like gambling on grapes that someone is going to turn into wine. Okay. And I think I might do, I think I might do that just for, like literally something random to do. Let's buy some wine futures. Okay. So that's I mean, you could just go to the casino. It's really fun once you get there. <laughs> <laughs> but what I understand for wine futures is you will generally like you don't lose money. Like you could make a bunch unless there is like a catastrophe and then there's an earthquake and a volcano and all of France say, starts on fire. The the planet is not in great shape. So I don't I, I, mean, w- I was thinking the same thing. She's like, unless it's like a super bad year for grapes, it's going to be fine. And I was like, yeah, but I California mean, has been on nonstop fire for, I don't know, last like five yeah, years. It would be it'd be France. It wouldn't be California. OK, so that's right. what I'm that's what I'm kicking around. That's lo- that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since we're talking about global, some global issues, uh, my my group project for all of us is a little mm-hmm. bit a little bit global. So. We have the Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle, and Harry interview on Sunday. And I feel like all of our TV watching has just warmed our TVs up for this for moment. what we're about to do on Sunday. And so I need everybody to watch this <laughs> interview because I think it's going to be crazy. This is going to be some family drama and some family tea that we haven't seen in a long... I don't even know the last time we've had like... A crazy interview like this has been. 
can you like I don't know Richard Nixon and Frost Frost Nixon tapes I don't know like this I think there's going to be some shit that's dropped and then the palace is fighting yeah the palace and, tried to get ahead of it and called her a bully and oh, I mean I think we all saw through that yes and then Prince William and Kate were like putting out statements that basically they don't want to be involved involved in any of this drama it's like ooh, I'm pretty sure I mean, in the teasers, Harry's talks about how he didn't want a repeat of what happened to his mom to happen to him. Talks about his mental health. And then now there was another teaser that Meghan Markle's apparently going to like drop something crazy. I'm like, I can't get enough. It's two hours. It's two hours on Sunday from seven to nine central. And I think we all have to watch it because I might make the entire Tuesday episode a recap. It might be a Mm -hmm. recap of all of the tea we've learned about the Royals. Um, Are you not excited about it? I am. And particularly because CBS has been um, throwing out clips every single day this week and uh, how they're cutting the package together. So it's just Oprah going, whoa, like, stop. (gasps) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's stop right there. Yeah, she does do that a couple of times. Nothing is off limits. If I will get up at three o'clock in the morning to watch a wedding where nothing happens till five hours later. Mm-hmm. I um, also did that. Yeah. You can bet your ass I'm going to be watching this two hour Oprah special with so much popcorn and wine like Olivia Pope. This is like the <laughs> right time for all of the tea. Uh, all right. I do think I do think that's some good. That's some good pointer homework. Okay. Pointer homework. I don't think we've given pointer homework before. No, you usually tell them after like we all need to go watch Britney Spears, mm-hmm. but we so didn't do, we didn't watch something together. Some so, homework. I mean, they can just kind of all think, I mean, we're all doing it together. We're, yep. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. So, all right. That's my, that's my homework. And I'm very, very excited about it. I'm work. I'm basically organizing my entire weekend around, around Oprah. All right. All right. So I was like, is Oprah, is Oprah now like the new Barbara Walters specials at CBS they're going to do? Cause you know, they're, Ever since Barbara Walters really has stepped aside, there hasn't been those like prime time interviews that happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe Oprah. I suppose gonna... it's sixty minutes. I mean, that's your prime time interview. Yeah, but that's but... boring. That's like I know politics but... stuff. I want to hear from like I don't know somebody not politicky. I don't know Britney Spears. I want to see Britney Spears prime time with Oprah. Oh, I, I would watch that. that. Just working on that interview. I would watch Woo! that. I agree. That would be homework part two. <laughs> Okay. Continue. Well, the other the other thing um, that I discussed with my financial advisor was mm-hmm. interest rates. Oh, yeah. Like Going interest down. rates are so amazing right now. And oh, I was gonna that was the wrong lead in, but I can start with that that article. You can do it. It's it's our the world is our oyster. So we're just changing things on the fly, y'all. Yeah, just um, a new oyster. So I refinanced my house last spring and um, saved myself just a ton of money and um, I just felt incredibly fancy just just making making deals over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then the interest rate went down again. So then I called my it banker. It just keeps and, dropping. And was like, Nicole, what do we do? Uh, well, ultimately, we're not going to refinance the house again. Uh, because I already have a really good rate, but it led me to this article in the New York Times that says, where have all the houses gone by Emily Badger and 
Quack Chain Bui. And the we have a friend, uh, our friend Phil is a real estate agent, and he has been talking about how crazy the market is right now. Like they something will go on sale, they'll line up like 25 visitations. And if you're not in that first like group, people are making offers and it's just kind of like, and there's, so there's no time to think if you are in the market for a home, you got to go in well, sometimes and you have to put an offer in before you even see the house. Right. And, you know, you can't wait for like, okay, well, I want my, my wife to get off of work and then we have to pick up the kids and then we have to go. And like, there's none of that anymore. When I bought this house in 2007, when there was a housing market disaster, um, I think I got to look at this house two, three times and just like, and I got to bring my parents in and it, that's just not how things are right now. But mm-hmm. the, it kind of talks about why the market is like this. And I thought it was super interesting because there's a bunch of little itty bitty things that are all coming together. A, the, a lot of the like housing market has gone missing. So you're going to have like half as many homes for sale as there were last winter. And some of that is because of the pandemic. So where people might have like moved out of their starter home into an upgrade, you aren't going to do that right now because you don't know what remote work is going to look like in six months. Or maybe you would have given up your family home to downgrade into like a condo or maybe even long-term care facility or independent living. Well, now is not the time to move into a nursing home. Are you no. kidding me? So like, no. so then those people aren't moving. So because nursing homes will kill you with COVID. Yes. Yeah. And then you also have a lot of the homeowners are baby boomers or older. Those folks are at heightened risk from coronavirus. So they're not going to want a bunch of people traipsing through their house with their jam hands and their germs touching everything. Their and jam hands. And uh, breathing in their air, right? So then you just have a lot of um, weird things that are all happening at once. And it's difficult because this is like this time in your life. If you're a first time home buyer, you really want to lock in this amazing interest rate, but you might be priced out. Oh, one of the other things that they said, which is terrible and sad, but it is part of the reason houses come available for sale is foreclosure and forbearance. And Mm -hmm. because there is a moratorium on foreclosures right now, you don't have that chunk of the housing market either. Okay. Thoughts? Well, I just, it's like, but can we explain? So they're saying right now that there's just like no houses on the market. Yeah, so but, there has been fewer houses built overall. Yeah, but then, and, like, my thing about this is, is, like, I get this, but, like, when there were all the houses on the market, we had the same problem going on. You know, like... Yeah, but the, the rates being super, like, the houses being really expensive, or what problem? Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, the last two years, no matter when you put your house on the market, it would go in, like, 30 seconds. So I guess there's the same number of demand. There's just less houses on the market, but it's like the market has been doing this hot, trying to snatch them all up for years now. It's just crazy. Clearly we need to get back to building. Well, they talk about that. Part of the reason uh, 
when the housing crash happened, a lot of construction workers went into other industries. So now you don't have as many construction workers. With President Trump's immigration policies, it further restricted the labor supply in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then his tariffs also pushed up the price of building materials. Yeah, and man. if you have like a mortgage under 2% and you want to upgrade your house, why not keep your other house and rent it out? Because it's such a good deal. It might help you. Like you might think to yourself that I'm going to, I'm going to rent this out. I learned, like a- speaking of this, cause I was talking to my mother about um, refinancing and cause we just did it. We redid it on our house again. And it's like, I don't know, some ridiculous number that I didn't know that they basically gave money out for free like that. Um, but when you like have one house, so my parents have two homes, right? Uh, a lake house and a, and a normal house. Well, part of the dealio, not only with the Republicans' horrible tax law, where you can no longer write off multiple properties. Um, apparently, when you refinance, like you, the good rate only is for your primary residence. And like you do not get the good super low rates on your secondary home. I thought that was crazy. I would just think if they're offering, you know, two percent in general, it would be across the board, but it's not for anything that is on a primary residence. I learned that yeah, fun fact. It's owner occupied versus non-owner occupied. Yeah, I was like, why do they care? But a way they can they're, make money. It's just they're the rules. evil. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This uh, there is also a little bit. It touches on the price of rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the home prices fell after the bus, some of the rents rose because you could didn't have access to. Um, you didn't have access to financially to be able to get your house, or maybe mm-hmm. there was you know with tons and tons of foreclosures, and so those people flooded into the rental market, which drove up the rental rates. But now. You have laid off workers who are doubling up with family and friends. You have college students who would normally rent out like the entire area around your campus. They're at home. They're with someone else. Um, If you have been a renter, now is the time to buy. If you can get one of those houses with your low interest rates. So just it was uh, so many different things that I thought were so interesting all kind of coming together. Well, that's so they're not worried about a housing bubble like before, but the one guy says at the end, like it's not red flares right now, but it is yellow flares. And are we back to the George Bush color system? Like I'm, I'm not quite sure. Do you remember when we I don't know about, I don't know about yellow. Remember the threat level? Yeah. Terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, what, what does yellow mean? What, 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 what does yellow yellow is just warning, right? Like not, but what are we warning people of the, the housing bubble? And but like just like because there's not enough houses, right? Massive, massive d- disaster. Okay. I'm just well, like it's interested. a little bit of like, you know, rising home prices are going to box out a lot of first time and moderate income home buyers, right? Because our friend Franny is looking for a house right now. And yeah, so but haven't is- we been boxed out for the last 25 years? Well, maybe not 25 years, but. I mean, I feel like it's we've been boxed out for a majority of people. Anybody who has student substantial student loan debt, I feel like you've been, but we've been boxed out sure. for however long. I mean, I get it. I I don't feel. I'm past feeling bad for the financiers who are worried about the bubbles. Um, I don't think he's worried about the bubble for himself. He's just saying like this is something that's going to affect 
many industries, many industries, and many. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just curious if like the bubble happens, and right, I mean, I guess houses are, but I mean, like the the low, the rates are so low right now. Like, what's the danger to the bubble to consumers? I I, I don't I, I, I don't know. I'm apparently question. see this is what happens when we wade into things that we don't know about. Now I have oh. questions. What is your financial advisor doing this? Perhaps if you had read the article I sent you, there might have been able did. to. Because you sent it yesterday. I did. I did send it early. Um, I don't know. I just have a lot. I mean, you can move to anyway, Minneapolis, remember? Everybody's- the point The point of the story is there, there will be a change will happen this year or next year, right? Like the baby boomers will get vaccinated and decide to make a move. Once remote, we kind of get a handle on what remote work looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe... If you can work anywhere, would you buy a home or would you say like I'm gonna I'm gonna rent in Vermont for a year and then I'm gonna go to Utah for a year and then I I mean I just think there's yeah. um, a lot of things well, that are gonna happen and I just thought it was totally th- this is not the year if you do not have a bunch of money in the bank to try and take risky house decisions right like you don't know what your job's gonna look like you don't know what the world's gonna look like if you are middle class and you don't know if your work has cut your hours or whatnot i'm pretty sure you're not being like you know what we should do go buy that house with a basketball court in it pretty sure well that was me last year because i was like okay i'm gonna refinance my house i made the decision you know like may 6th well then may 13th or not may march and then march 16th was the first day working from home and then I had to sign all the paperwork in May. And I was like, can somebody just tell me that my job is safe? Because I'm about to like completely refinance my house, make my mortgage payment go up. Um, it, it, it was kind of a risky decision because nobody really knew anything. But if I would say if you are a homeowner right now and you should look at what the rate that you're paying is, and it might be a great time to refinance. Yes. 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 Look at us giving financial. You're like the new Susie Orman. I really am. But really except am. the Susie Orman that doesn't like yell at you. Yeah, that bitch is mean. I mean, I love her because she is mean. But I mean, like even the audiobooks you said, she basically yells at you in the audiobook. Well, do you remember I read that one book and then yes. she was like, go online and, you know, you can look at your calculator and put and in you your salary. And you're supposed to like save $100,000 or something like that? Well, it was like, put in your salary and then, you know, we can kind of calculate some things from there. The lowest salary that her little clicker would go down to was like $105,000 per year. And I was like, this website was not made for me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad right now as the um, twat waffle Dave Ramsey. Oh yeah. Have you been seeing his twat waffleness on like, people are mad at him. Well, yeah, because he's basically saying like, if you're poor right now, or like we shouldn't be giving stimulus checks out because if, $600, $1,400 is going to make a difference in your life. You've already gone done fucked up and clearly you have a problem. So um, basically you're not worth it. You need to figure out your shit. And I just want, he deserves to be punched in the face with his little Christian tithing as he's, you know, hanging out in his multi big mansion, having maskless parties. Um, I've purposely passed over Dave Ramsey articles, like the ones where we talk about how bad he is. Because he annoys me so much until we talked about Susie Orman, Orman and now here I am again. I just saw the video of him on the news the other day where he was telling basically that there should be no more stimulus checks because if a stimulus check is going to make a difference 
in your financial situation, you're basically a lost cause and should not be given anything. Um, I think one of the things we're going to talk about in the coming week or two is, uh, did you see that Stockton experiment of you a universal basic income? No. They gave everyone in a small community in California $500 a month for like two years or something. And the results, I think some would find shocking. I found it to be like, yes, that is exactly what I thought would happen. Common sense. Everybody would have right, <laughs> like, like 6000 you know, more dollars. Anxiety went down. Do you think? Yeah. Um, unemployment went down and people being employed went up 12%. Mm-hmm. It was Makes very, sense. very cool results. Um, and so. All right. Well, we, we should, we should touch base thing. on that. Maybe I'll find a, a good, cause I know we got some Dave Ramsey fans on the, of the pod. So maybe we'll, I'll do some, some digging to find some bubble bursting articles. Um, All right. All right. I, and I tried Look to listen to one of his books and he, yeah, well, we're basically Oprah. I've been taking lessons every time oh. one of those Oprah commercial. Comes <gasps> out, I, get my, I get my notebook out. Nice. I'm like, oh, I should, I should turn this way. I should hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just. Did I hear that right? And I'm like, I'm ready for it. We need, we need like a Gail King to like pump up our article, our interview, and say like, this mm-hmm. is the best interview with that Zach and Carmen have ever done. Like, I'm ready for it. Um, and the other thing I'm ready for is next winter. I'm already ready for next winter. Um. Lovers of the pod are still in this winter. Oh no, it's spring. It's 60 degrees outside right now. Fuck it. We're already, we've moved on. Um, not only did I buy a new snowblower that I haven't been able to use yet, (laughs) which usually is the kiss of death that things are going to get worse, but maybe if you buy it in winter, it's works the opposite way, but Minnesota named their snow plows. And I, of course, partook in all of the voting. And so there was an article in Bring Me the News uh, titled, After Plowy McPlowface Trends Nationally, Minnesota's Work Here is Done. You're Welcome, America, by Adam Urin. What a horrible last name for a, t- for a sweatshirt in high school. Um, and so Adam talks about the fact that I, I would love to say that Minnesota was the, the place that came up with this idea, but it's actually originated um, in, in Sweden. Or Sweden. Sweden decided to name some of the, their snowplows. Sweden only has like 10 snowplows. So they, a few years ago, named them all. So when you when you are looking at the snowplow map of where the plows are at and what the road conditions are, you can see individual snow tr- or snowplows and they're very, very cute names. So Minnesota is the first state, um, the first state, of course, to, to have done the similar thing. Um, this, again, is... If you remember, I think it was the UK or whatever. They were like naming some ship and they named it like Bodie McBoatface or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, MnDOT, Minnesota Department of Transportation, came out with like a list of 50 different potential snowplow names. And then we were, us Minnesotans or anybody else who logged on to the internet, had the opportunity to vote for the top eight names, right? So out of the 50, we got to name eight new trucks I have seen other articles that they talk about next year. They are going to allow it, do it again and name more of the, the trucks. Um, but they started off with the first date, 122,000 people casted votes on this, which. It's pretty amazing. great. It's pretty great interaction with your like 
classic infrastructure. Well, it's just, it's so fun. Well, you it's all so over fun. there in Sioux Falls are like painting Jesus on the front of snowplows. We yeah. at least get to come yeah, up with <laughs> really cool names. So um, this article is just kind of fun. So I thought I would show up first off the, the most popular name that was voted on by like over over 50% of the votes all went to this name was Plowy McPlowface, which I do think was one of the dumbest ones that actually won, but okay, whatever. It's because of the naval vessel. Yeah. It's because of the boat. Um, And of course that's the plow that's going to reside in the Metro area because they, all of these plows live in one of the, the eight regions. One is Darth Blader, which Okay. There was a lot of Star Wars ones that like there were a lot of Star Wars ones. Yes. Um, Duck Duck Orange Truck was hilarious to me. (laughs) I I love that. And then the one that I thought was the absolute best was Oh, just gonna plow right past you. And it's like it's so cute. Plow Bunyan, um, (laughs) F Salt Fitzgerald, also great. I I giggled at that one too. Snowby Wan Kenobi F. Salt Fitzgerald is the one that's going to be in the southern Minnesota. So if you're driving to to oh. Worthington or something on 90, I might uh, I might see you might see, might see Salt Fitzgerald. Um, Plow Bunyan is going to live in the Bemidji region, which is where Paul Bunyan is. So that's smart. That's smart. adorable. Yeah. Um, the truck formerly known as Plow, also a great Prince reference. Great Minnesota. So, yep. Um. All around, I was very, very impressed with the names, except for Plowy McPlowface. But okay, I can handle it. I see what I see what they did there. But like, what are just a fun way to engage? Uh, with I wanted to share some of the ones that did not make the cut that okay. I thought were super funny. Um, cold enough for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buzz Ice Clear. Yes. Um, Blizzard of Oz. I know. I wish I would have went through and remembered the ones that I voted for that didn't make it. I did vote for, I know I voted for a duck, duck, orange truck, the oop, <laughs> just gonna plow right past you, plow bunion, the truck formerly known as plow, but I don't believe uh, I- Mary Tyler Moore snow. <laughs> That's great. Oh, snow. You didn't. Oh, snow. You didn't was good. <laughs> um, Bunga. Oh yeah, they're great. Princess K of the Snowy Way. I did vote for that one. That's a good <laughs> snow place pair. like home. And I did enjoy this one. I didn't quite get the joke, but I understood the spirit. The spirit of '91 was '91 a really bad winter. Um, that's when we won the World Series. Ah, '89-'91. Um, and then the Winter State. So that's pretty funny. Okay, too. that's fine. This was. This was well, well done, MDOT. And apparently uh, Colorado is also yeah, going to. Colorado's joining. Um, still this idea, which is. Oh, um, if I said Sweden earlier, it was Scotland. I apologize. Yes. Um, not that anybody really cares, but I just thought it was super, super cute. And I love, again, the interaction because I, at least here anyways, a lot of people use the 511. Mm-hmm. Um either the web browser or the app where you can see like live road conditions and you can actually click on the little webcam. If you haven't used 511 when you're driving in a snowstorm, you should. And it shows you exactly where all the plows are at. And like all of the snow plows in Minnesota have like dash cameras on them. So you can like 
click on a single plow and you can see directly where that plows out, what the road conditions are in front of them. So, I mean, it's a really, it's a really great resource for road travel, but now to be able to see plow bunion on the map and where he's at. And I I think it's going to bring a whole nother level of engagement and I'm excited to see what maybe next year's um, names are. I feel like every state should do this again, just a really great free press way to like for a department to get a lot of interaction so i loved it um good job minnesota also that it wasn't a reader or wasn't a listener sub, uh, submission to you but i did someone sent me this article which is why i have it all of the things so thanks aaron thanks for well thinking. if we would have recorded yesterday i would have beat aaron i mean you you may have <laughs> but aaron, I aaron lives in minnesota too so she can she do does yes. she has all of the all of the cachet to to be pro Minnesota articles. All right, more coffee. Got more coffee? Yeah, I mean I'm lying, but yes, <laughs> yes I do. So again, inter- it's uh, Women's History Month uh-huh. in March. Did we ever find out what happened with projecting the ladies' faces on Mount Rushmore? They never did it. I because it was supposed to be in August, yeah. and at some point in August, I called senator thune's office and was like where's my where's my hundred years of suffrage yes and um my patriotism and they're like yeah we're totally working on that and we'll absolutely get back to you and they never did it fuckers okay sorry so just one more one more atrocity Mm -hmm. but very exciting thing happening in the world of sports 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 reporter Carmen reporting on baseball. So there's an article from Time Magazine how Kim Nang, Major League Baseball's first female GM, finally got the top job. And Sean Gregory wrote this. I'm Sean. So somebody sent this to a friend and she was like oh my god the beginning is so cringe i didn't even finish it so then of course i had to click on it and Mm -hmm. hear the cringy read the cringy beginning and so this woman kim nang she takes her seat on the charter jet and at the time she was the assistant gm of the los angeles dodgers and the flight attendant leans in close to her and goes because it's all dudes except for her so what did you do to get on this plane Oh, like gross. <laughs> Who asked that? Uh, and so Nang like plays the game and was like, do you really want to know? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, see all these guys. Yeah. They all work for me. <laughs> and she was like, she slinked away because why? Why are you asking that? That is a dumb thing to ask. Right. So, but the story then goes on to talk about she was named general manager of the Miami Marlins in November, which that became the first female GM in the history of major North American men's pro team sports and the first East Asian American to lead a major uh, league baseball team. Yes. She had interviewed for that position 10 or for a GM position at least 10 times over the years. And she talks about how sometimes she was interviewed and she was like, I know this is just them checking a box. This isn't even like, I'm not actually in the running for this job, but she's like, every time she interviewed it, 
paved the way for someone else. And every time she interviewed, it made her better at the interviewing. But so when she got the job and it was announced because previously MLB had uh, most recently only gotten a G for gender hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people, the diversity and ethics and sports people are saying that Nang's new position uh, it is the most noteworthy day for baseball since Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947. Whoa. I know it was actually, it was just super, super interesting. And then of course, like it goes back and it gives her whole, like History. she was, yeah, she was playing baseball as a kid, like stickball. Mm-hmm. Um, she is 52. That yeah. was interesting. Uh, her father died when she was really young, but he had introduced her to baseball. Like she said, she slept under a poster sponsored by Burger King of the 1978 World Series championships of the New York Yankees. And then she took up organized softball. She was president of the Women's Athletic Association of her school. She wrote her public policy thesis on Title IX, which is the law about equal opportunities and female student for stu- female student athletes. And then she, much to the chagrin of her mother, got an unpaid internship uh, right out of school with the White Sox. And her mom's like, what's your salary? And she was like, uh, nothing, nothing. I work for free. <laughs> and her mom's like, here I am paying 25 grand a year for the University of Chicago. That's so funny. I- um. Go ahead. I think it's great. So she, um, what I do know about her is that she, I did not read this article, I'll be honest with you, but um, she was like an assistant with the Yankees for a while. And she did have like a, a mentor who was a GM that kind of pulled her along with him. Cause she, he just saw how great she was. And I think that she, even when he went to like, I don't know, the, angels or, or some California team. I think he took her with her and she was like an assistant GM for a while uh, of one of the teams. And so what, what I remember about this is only that when this came back out in November, that she was going to be the general manager of the Marlins, Derek Jeter, who was, you know, of course a, a famous Yankee talked about the reality that nope, I mean, he's like, I'm sure there are some players that are just douche rockets, but the best players in any professional sport, they do not care what gender you are. They just want you to be really fucking good at what you do, right? Because at this point, they just want the best coaching, the best strategic minds, because all of these people are so competitive and they're at the top of the game. They really just want to win, right? They just want to be successful. So they don't care who is in that position or what you look like as long as you work good at your job. And um, Derek Jeter talked about the fact that how just brilliant of a baseball mind she is um, and what an asset. And again, he was just kind of vouching, which I guess there's, she shouldn't have to be vouched for by a bunch of men, but the reality is we are yeah. where we're at. But I think it was great that there were clearly some other really great um, male baseball minds that saw her brilliance and were trying to like pull her along with them Um whether or not that was, you know, with the Yankees or whatever team in California, she was an assistant at. And then you have these baseball legends that, again, were congratulating her and saying it was long overdue that she got to this place, but also vouching 
for just how brilliant she is. Uh, so I, I just kind of thought it was interesting. It seemed like a lot of, of people within baseball were really rallying behind her mm-hmm. um, when she finally got to this position, which was nice to see as opposed to, you know, being like, why the hell is she there? Uh, well, at one point, someone asked her to go fetch a coffee and she was like, no, thanks. I don't need a cup right now. Oh, all right. Um, so when you're talking about somebody was with the the Yankees and then he offered her the role to replace him. So now she was going to be working for the Yankees owner, George Steinbrenner. And her mom was like, maybe George Steinbrenner will let you go to night school for your law degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about um, and it. then the Yankees won three straight World Series and grad school was very much out. Um, yeah, I mean, it yeah, she was like- with the Yankees during that time. When they were winning like crazy. Yeah. Yep. And. Oh, I guess I scroll down. There is a picture of her with Jeter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny because obviously she is a a child of immigrants who wants nothing more than their kids to be doctors or a lawyer. So like, <laughs> please don't do anything risky. We moved here. Please just get that $150,000 job and be happy. It's very cute. Yeah, so this just kind of goes on to follow her career. Um, And when, you know, and then talking about mentoring other women and there's a group chat of women in baseball, like about 80 women and they were all like super texting and calling and um, when the news of her job broke because they were, you know, so exciting Mm -hmm. and it's really important for girls who are growing up now, but also boys who are growing up now to see that a person in this leadership role, and it's not limited to, to white men. And it's just such a, such a cool thing. So then the, the article, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just saying, we're seeing this kind of like, obviously more happen more and more frequently. I mean, with the, the Super Bowl and the first time that, that a female ref was out there officiating, the Super Bowl, it's it's really nice to see women start to break. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, they had like an assistant mm-hmm. coach who was also a female. Um, it's really great to see. Hopefully one day they can be on the field uh, playing as opposed to just being in the coaching positions. But I think we'll get there. I think we just saw a, a young lady. I don't know, remember which state, but she won the men's state wrestling tournament. Oh, mm-hmm. um, she just like kicked all of the boys asses in wrestling. Um, and so she... <laughs> A girl was the first boys state wrestling champion, and was like, "Good for you." It's pretty because maybe they'll change the name from boys wrestling to just wrestling state wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so the article ends about you know the degrees by which she will be judged. You know, if the Marlins don't make it to the World Series, well, you the know, Marlins people... aren't great. So, well, and she's like, people may not necessarily see that as a failure. She's like, Derek will see it as a failure. Um, <laughs> but we all want the same thing, and that's to bring another world championship to my now Miami. And then the reporter ends with, on that victory plane, there will be no question what she's doing there. Everyone will know Kim Nang. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of brings brought home the cringy beginning, brought it back, made it make sense. Yeah, go sports. Yeah, go sports. Um, that's lovely. Speaking of things that are cringy, there is this dumb controversy that I cannot figure out. And I don't know if you have seen it, or maybe you can explain to me why this is a a thing. But apparently Amazon did something super controversial. 
and there was a report in CBS News titled Amazon Redesigns App Logo After Some Said Previous One Resembled Hitler by Caitlin O'Kane. So Amazon redid their app recently and it was just like a brown box with their like smiley face with the arrow thing on it. And then it had like a, a blue, like their tape, right? That their comes on the boxes. Yeah. And it had like obviously the crinkle cut edges, which is what also their tape has. And people said that that the logo looked like Hitler, which that is a stretch in my opinion. So <laughs> apparently Amazon, after hearing about their love of the Fuhrer, decided to get rid of the squiggly on the bottom of their tape and just do a straight line with a bent curve or a folded corner on the tape. I don't know if you've seen this on your phone when it updated that the logo is different on there. I noticed it the other day and then... And then I saw this and I was like, who are these people? Did you I, like a squiggly line tape that is like, I don't know, three inches above the smile is Hitler. Like that is just the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Thoughts. I heard, I heard about it and I did not care enough to go try and find it. I just, I had heard like a new logo looks like Hitler. And I was like, yeah, I could go look that up and then remember it. I didn't care. So I was actually super glad that you picked this article. So then I can see it. I mean, I guess if I squint, I can see but like a mustache, mustache, but I do think it's wiggly on it's the bottom of it, right? Um, do I have to like Google Hitler's mustache? I'm pretty sure it's not like squiggly, like a. It, like it a, is not it like is a not peanuts cartoon right. <laughs> mustache. I and Amazon, of course, like tested this out in, in a multitude of countries before they rolled out the new squiggly, the, the new Hitler um, logo. And they were like, our design was inspired to spark anticipation, excitement and joy when customers start their shopping journey on their phone, just as they do when they see our boxes arrive on their doorstep. Um I, I kind of, I mean, I get that. I imagine they're like, how do we just like fucking move on from this? Because this is so dumb. Like, how do we just not have to deal with this? Right. Sometimes I wish we would have, they it, would just be like. It was nice like, that they didn't like double down because I feel like that would have. Well, it probably wouldn't have went well, but I kind of want them to double down. I kind of want them to be like, you guys are being a little ridiculous. Clearly we are not. I mean, I think we have a significant Nazi population in the united states so but it might like, have actually gone really well for them it might have but like if squiggly lines are the new the new thing that we're upset about i mean we got a pandemic and a former president who like stokes people burning our capital down i'm pretty sure amazon is not making a hitler icon i mean probably I it just i i kind of i mean i don't really feel bad for amazon so i'm not even going to go down that path but <laughs> the just absurdity. I feel bad this... for the like graphic designer who was like, isn't this cool? It looks like the tape has been ripped off. Yes. And, and now like, they're yes, like, yes, because this is what we do. And then <laughs> that poor graphic designer was like, oh yeah, you designed a Hitler mustache. You designed the Hitler one. What? Yeah. A blue Hitler mustache with a squiggly line? What? I don't know. It just blew my brain that again, people have so much time. It's, it's the Twitter people. Twitter is the root of all problems. That's where all of the bitching happens. What? Oh. Why are you guys so angry over there? Mean, mean. You guys are, you guys are so. We angry. are angry though. I I totally. Twitter agree. is so angry. Everything yeah. that all of the criticism always comes on Twitter in 140 characters, and I can't quite figure it out. 
Oh, they they upgraded us to 280 a couple years oh, ago. Oh, great. More bitching. So we don't have to, there's less of the one of one of six. You know, it can be one of three when they do like the multitudes of tweets in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it was probably for Trump, to be honest. You're um, probably right. You're probably they, super. Well, I think that's when they upped it. Yeah, I think that's when they upped it. So anyways, don't support the Hitler mustache because no, if if you're a school teacher and you have those scissors with the little squiggly line mm-hmm. that, to cut mm-hmm. out paper, um, I'm coming for you. Don't do we it. Use the, we use the crinkle cut scissors um, for fabric a lot to keep Ooh. it from fraying. So. Wait, you cut, you cutting stars out with that, Carmen? No, generally just the, just the edge. You didn't get, you didn't, you didn't get my, my, my comment. I didn't. The, the the stars that go on people's clothes oh because of the not because of, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a test i don't think you're the one who's on twitter comp- uh, <laughs> critiquing amazon so good job you passed the test that was that was a uh, one of those security questions i had to ask <laughs> all right any parting thoughts well now i'm i'm on tiktok uh more oh, yeah, than i'm on twitter on. yes carmen's favorite saying now is on TikTok, I saw, <laughs> I saw well, when I was on TikTok. So I saw on TikTok, there's this person on TikTok. Did you see on TikTok? This is almost like every <laughs> every <laughs> sentence of Carmen right now starts like like that. It's okay. Well, and then because of the Texas ice storm and then the Ted Cruz, I now the algorithm brings me a bunch of people really angry at Abbott. And I was like, yes, I, I'm still here for this Texas Texan content it's too much too much what's your parting thought my parting thought you you don't have one i don't don't have one one. okay well let's not forget our homework episode of watching the oprah with harry and megan it is on sunday on cbs from 7 to 9 p.m central It, it looks great there's been a lot of talk about the fact of what they're wearing again just because megan is wearing a, a famous princess diana bracelet mm. and harry is wearing a j crew suit that costs like 600 dollars. which um everybody is hoping that prince harry can single-handedly bring back j crew from the brink of <laughs> <laughs> like michelle obama did with the sweater yes of bankruptcy oh my god michelle obama and harry should team up to do j people for j-, j crew oh my god it would be so great um, that's my parting thought. Also, keep um, 99-year-old Prince Philip in your thoughts and prayers because apparently he's like still getting heart surgeries and stuff. Like, wouldn't you just give up? I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he's probably still driving his Range his Rover car or whatever. Around. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know he wants to stay um, alive through Sunday. So oh, he'll yeah, know whatever I'm sure he does. This will probably <laughs> know what everyone's talking about. I hate yes. being that person where you're like, I didn't watch the thing that everyone's talking about. Speaking yes, everybody thing, nobody watched Golden Globes. Like viewership was down like 66% or something. Yeah, I did not watch. Well, I, first off, they moved it when it normally is, right? Because the Globes are usually in January, mm. like the first week in January. And then they moved it. And I felt like they didn't advertise it very well, that it was even happening. Because mm. um, I'm usually a, a loyal award you show are. person and I completely forgot about it. And and then I didn't even have the desire to go back and watch any of the clips because it just kind of looked dumb. Yeah, it did not overall. It did not look 
entertaining, but no. All right. Well, good parting thought, Carmen. <laughs> I like it. Bye, <laughs> All y'all. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discuss in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.